We're talking with IVE Group, uh, which is an ISX listed company, IGL, market cap around 320 million. The company, believe it or not, has been around since 1921. It specializes in creative services, data-driven communications, integrated marketing, production and distribution. We have with us the executive chairman, Jeff Seelig. Jeff, thanks for your time. Nice to meet you in person. Good to be here. Now, you've recently uh, put out your, your full year results. Can you give us the, the highlights of those? Yeah, sure. No, it was a strong bounce back from FY21. There was some uncertainty going into FY22, uh, prevailing uncertainty. And certainly from our perspective, uh, a strong uplift in revenue, roughly 16%, and uh, roughly 66% increase in net profit after tax. So a very solid set of financials for full year FY22, which we're very pleased with. In the client base, you know, there's a range of corporates and leading retailers there from Chemist Warehouse, Westpac, Woolworths, Aldi, L'Oreal, quite a broad diversity of customers and and sectors in which they operate. And uh, across our customer base, roughly 2,800 customers in total across that 760 million of revenue. And, and Jeff, the company listed in December 2015, can you talk us through the milestones in terms of your growth? Look, if you took a snapshot since we listed, the company's essentially doubled in size, revenue, doubled in earnings through that period. We have a very high cash generation business, so our dividend yield is, is very healthy. We've paid $115 million of fully frank dividends since we listed. The dividend we just paid in FY22 was 16% up on the full year dividend the previous year. And through all that, notwithstanding the doubling the size of the business and the strong dividend yield, our net debt is below $80 million. Uh, That's our net debt to EBITDA is less than one times or about one time. So uh, strong growth, strong cash flow, healthy dividend, and our balance sheet as a result leaves us with capacity of about 40 odd million dollars to pursue uh, further growth opportunities um, in addition to our $55 million of undrawn facilities. So I think the journey, albeit COVID interrupted uh, for a couple of years there, since we listed has been uh, a very strong, strong story. And of course, you've attracted some institutional investors along the way as well. Absolutely. You know, we've got a nice split uh, in, in terms of retail and institutional investors and some family offices uh, mixed in there as well. So, uh, and certainly a lot of renewed interest in our stock the last six months, given uh, the strong dividend yield and cash flow and the fundamentals of the business. And, and of course, it's been a busy period, Jeff. Um, you've announced the acquisition of the printing business of Varto. Can you talk us through the significance sure. of this? Sure. Yeah, look, the first point I'd make is across our 760 million of revenue, we don't have one headline competitor. We have competitors in the various parts of the marketing communication space we operate in. And it's fair to say that structurally, we have far less competitors today than what we did 10 years ago. So we compete and have competed with this company called Avato, listed company Avato, in one part of our business for a number of years. They went into VA about five or six weeks ago and just last week we had the ACCC's approval to proceed with the acquisition of the majority of their assets. So 
they are the number two player, we are the number one player by size in that market. So at the, at the, at the end of the integration process, we will hold close to 100% of that part of the market. So it's $160 million worth of revenue that they are producing here in Australia. And essentially over an 18 month period, we will integrate that $160 million along with some of their equipment into Ives' existing three sites in that part of our business across New South Wales and Victoria. So for us, uh, a really neat opportunity and uh, quite significant in terms of revenue in the context of our $760 million of turnover to start with for FY22. And, and Jeff, post the Avato acquisition, which you're betting down uh, at the moment, what, what sort of pipeline in terms of future acquisitions or, or of the sort is there looking forward? Yeah, yeah we would look at three areas when we talk about growth opportunities. The first would be organic initiatives. Secondly, bolt-on acquisitions. And third uh, would be more strategic acquisitions. If I look at the, the first of those, organic, our lasso investment, and Lasso strategy that we've been working on over the last 18 months that we announced at the full year's results is an important initiative for us. Uh, it's a, historically been an aggregated digital catalogue site that we've owned for a couple of years, but it's been around for 15. We've invested just under 5 million, rebuilding that platform over the last 12 months. And in mid-September, it goes live as an e-commerce marketplace. We have already 200,000 active users a month coming to the Lasso site and have done for many years. And we've signed up 80 of Australia's leading retailers, retailers to the new Lasso platform when we go live in mid-September, which also coincides with a $4 million go-to-market campaign across TV, radio, print media, social, uh, right across every conceivable marketing communications platform. So we're very excited about the re-platformed and relaunch of Lasso that's uh, about to take place very shortly. That's a very important strategic organic initiative for us. We've done a number of bolt-on acquisitions over the years. We did two bolt-on acquisitions in FY22, the year just complete, uh, out of uh, Victoria, essentially, to in the area of retail display and third-party logistics, 3PL for our business. So we continue to see opportunities in the bolt-on acquisition space if, if they're attractive, low multiples, and we can easily integrate them into our existing footprint. And then we have the more strategic acquisitions and in the full year results, and certainly at the AGM we'll talk in, in far more detail around our strategy to move more aggressively into the packaging space. And that may include a beachhead acquisition in that sector as well to to spearhead or to build out our existing packaging revenues, which are only about 15 million of our 750. So yes, outside of Avato, we've still got a lot of initiatives on the go and uh, some big plans for the year ahead and look forward to updating shareholders at the AGM uh, come November. And, and you've had a, a cracker year. I mean, the share price is up 28% in what's been a, a weak and volatile market. Shareholders are always looking forward. What are some of the, the milestones and achievements they could potentially look toward? Yeah. Look, we uh, decided to put our F23 guidance in our full year results. 
so we've guided a number of 36 million for our NPAT for FY23. That would be 9% up on FY22 NPAT. And as I said, FY22 NPAT was 66% up on FY21. So 9% guidance in terms of NPAT. Uh, Lasso will monitor closely and say more to the market around the performance metrics for that business because it is a business that certainly with 200,000 users uh, today uh, before we launch the new e-commerce marketplace has the potential to grow quite significantly and then certainly through those other opportunities of packaging and some bolt-on opportunities if they come along will be earnings accretive as well outside of the uh, earnings accretion that will be generated from the Avato acquisition. Uh, yeah, we've already put out quite a healthy uplift in terms of guidance for FY23, but yeah, more to come. Uh, Jeff Seelig, thanks for your time. No, thank you very much for having me back again.